We are back with another episode of the Black Box Podcast. I'm your host, Samad. And I'm your host, John. And we have another interview, this time with a fellow Stony Brook graduate, also from May 2020. His name's A.T. Bianco. He uh, is currently a fellow at Insider, uh, working in production. and But he also has his own uh, brand on social media called Loud Music Only, where he reviews up-and-coming artists, talks about their music style, does reviews, and provides you know really good content in that alley so we have him on we talk about what led him to you know finding his passions in this career dates back to his early childhood uh what he's done along the way to allow him to gain applicable skills so he can actually use them and you know work in this industry because it's not like a typical one usually in entertainment you get the idea where you have to, you know, someone has to take a chance on you and then you prove yourself and then you work your way up through your reputation and yeah. your portfolio. So we we get into all that stuff. We also talk about just generally like pursuing things that don't immediately have an outcome and working long term and being consistent towards a goal. So full circle, really good episode. Thank you again, AT, for coming on and uh, glad we could reconnect. But uh, yeah, let's dive into it. Unless you want to say something, I'm in. Yeah, it was uh just real quick I wanted to say that we know we know you'll love this one. So um AT was a great great guy to talk to. We'll dr- we'll have his Instagram, his TikTok and his YouTube all in the description. So make sure to make sure to check him out and uh yeah, let's just dive in. Sick. We're super excited to uh announce on Black Box that we have our first advertisement. And it is with our very own podcasting platform, Zencaster, which is what we've been using since day one to record remotely with our guests. Uh, and they've become a new sponsor for the show. So tune in, check out the podcast discount link in our show notes, and stay tuned to hear more about why we love Zencaster. Hey, guys, really excited to tell you guys about Black Ice, the Black-owned jewelry business uh, owned by Sean Moore, who we've had on the podcast before. And if you just think about it, black box, black ice, it's a match made in heaven. <laughs> I love that. Uh, yeah. So, you know, jewelry in itself, obviously it's flashy, but you know, on black box, we like to talk more about the investment aspect. Gold jewelry, as well as watches are a physical asset class in their own, which is a bit safer. And if you've seen the markets in the past year or so, stock market and crypto have been down a lot, whereas gold is really good at preserving its value. And that's what it's known for. Yeah, I just wanted to mention that I've worked with him before personally to get a gift from my mother that was also a slightly custom piece as well. Uh, I have nothing but good things to say about Sean. He was easy. He was flexible. The price was fair. And, you know, I met up with him quick and easy transaction. And my mom loved the gift and it turned out great. Yeah. So if all of this sounds good to you, you could check out his website or his socials. Um, it's Black Ice NYC, but it's black with a V instead of an A. And if you're looking for something stock, you could find it there. But he also does custom goods and he specializes in doing custom things with a quick turnaround. Uh, yeah. And also, if you're looking for a specific item, especially with, you know, watches, Sean loves to do sourcing. And because he's in the business, it's a little bit better pricing than going directly through retail and working with, you know, the corporations. We also think it's a bit better. And we talk about that on the pod that you'd be supporting, you know, an upcoming entrepreneur and a small business instead of going and giving your money to these big corporations anyway. Yeah. So again, we're so excited to partner with Black Ice and be sure to check the description down below for uh, hit Sean's socials and his website and 
stay tuned for cool opportunities coming very soon. Just don't forget to mention the black box sent you. All right, sick. Uh, AT, thanks for coming on. I'm glad we could reconnect over Instagram. It's been a while since Stony Brook, but before we get into it, you want to just introduce yourself quick? Yeah, of course. Thanks, boys. Thanks for uh, bringing me on the uh, Black Box Podcast. That's what it's called. So I've been tuning in to you guys. Um, My name is AT Bianco, Um, graduate of Stony Brook University. And um, right now I am like the creator and host of my own music news brand called Loud Music Only. Um, it's a big passion project that I started that I've been uh, working on for about two years now. Um, and uh, professionally, uh, like career wise, um, I'm actually in the middle of like a fellowship with uh, Insider right now, like a production fellowship. Um, so, yeah, I've just been kind of, you know, it, it's uh, always a challenge for us young people like to just get like steady work and especially in a creative industry. Um, so, yeah, I just I'm excited to talk to you guys about what I've been working on and uh, just hear from you guys and learn a little bit more about your podcast, too. Awesome. Um, I actually, there's something that I wanted to ask just so the audience could uh, just have this in mind as our conversation develops, but Mm -hmm. what did you study in college? I studied, um, I came in, I transferred to Stony Brook as a sophomore and I studied journalism to start. Um, Just journalism. Then I realized um, in my first year, uh, I was like, okay, like I'm not really getting the production experience, like the video production experience that I necessarily like wanted to get. So I looked into doing multidisciplinary studies. So I did, um, I did journalism with, and then like, uh, media production, um, a little bit of like graphic design in there too. Um, but yeah, that's what I studied in at Stony Brook. And I, I got a lot of like experience and um, love for just music in general, working for the school concerts too. I got really into working in the music business um like in in school it was a great experience so that's kind of how they all i did a little bit of everything it's kind of how how they all uh, fell in place i guess awesome i guess yeah it might be a quick time to touch on it i wanted to just because it was something i would always watch myself and i remember one time when we hung out with max another old friend of stony brook uh i did bring it up to you that i was you know a little bit of a fan the stony brook hot ones episodes how did that start Oh, that's interesting. Which is that because of your major, or was that just something that you wanted to try to do because you're passionate about this stuff? So it was a little bit. It, it was. It was. wasn't really because of my major. It was. I'll, I'll. I'll get into that. And I just to start. Like I, just uh, even if there was like five people who watched it and you guys come up to so me, hard. like, dude, that means a lot because um, I it came from just like coming to Stony Brook. I didn't know anyone. I ended up pledging a fraternity met people in student government that are in my fraternity. They kind of hooked me up with just like working in that atmosphere. So that's how I got that like networking in. Um, And I was pledging actually. And one of my buddies that were like in the fraternity who worked in student government were like, Oh, we're trying to do this thing. Um, We're trying to like recreate hot ones on, you know, uh, Sean Evans, right? Sean, am I, I'm saying his right name, right? Sean Evans. I believe so. It'd be disrespectful if I got his name wrong. Cause that guy's a, that guy's a, can I curse on here? 
yeah, of course. That guy's a fucking genius. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, no, he's just, uh, we like really like the idea, and they were like, um, they're like, oh, we're trying to do it. We don't really know, like, you know, who would do it or whatever. And I was pledging and I was, you know, just kind of like, yo, when I'm done with this shit, like I'm, I'm down to try and host this show. I think it'd be cool. It'd be good practice production experience to like, just kind of, I really wanted to film a show when I came to Stony Brook. It was like my goal. I was like, oh, I want to just like have a show and, um, do something maybe a little different, uh, for students because I felt like there wasn't really anything for students to like, you know, hang out, drink some beers, maybe, maybe smoke a little bit and just like watch. And in college, like I came to Stony Brook and it was all very, I was very serious. And you guys know, like you, you kind of feel like you're around a bunch of like, I don't know, like these, like, like prodigy people who are are really talented in all these different types of majors <clears throat> if you're you know engineering major mostly science but you know i felt like that around some of the journalism kids too because they were very um hard moves focused and that's what i was introduced to and i realized i was like hmm, i i don't know if i i i necessarily want this for myself so i wanted to try something more outside the box creatively um and yeah we we kind of worked on it a little bit and we uh it was basically long story short i'll try to keep this short i'm bad at telling stories here um uh and i haven't thought about this in a while um so my entire sophomore year um i was working in student government working for the concert so this is how kind of how everything coincided um and i met one of my really close friends jaya amador who's um he was the vp of student life and i was his assistant um and so he was in charge of just making the fun activities for students because every student every student throws 100 bucks for their student activities fee and you know we did the concerts and stuff and he knew i liked music and was like hey like i need your help picking artists um for the this year's concert and i was like oh this is cool like i like I like hip hop music first, but like, I just like all different types of music really, except country. Sorry for all the country people. But, um, yeah, like I, I, I was just, I really liked music. And so he allowed me to, to pick the artist that year and we worked on that. And that was like the 21 Savage, a boogie, Jay crit show. Um, thank you. Thank you. Um, and so we worked on that and I was like, Oh, student governments, like a lot of opportunities. I'm, you know, excited, you know, young college kid, whatever. Um, and I like met my friend, Will Delisi, who's part of SBU TV. And I became the VP of communications because the former one like resigned or couldn't do it anymore. And so I got moved up right, right place, right time. So I was like, okay, like if I'm working for student government now, then I can have a budget. And if I can have a budget, like I'm going to put it towards kind of more entertainment for students. And I looked at hot takes as like, okay, like let's produce this like legit looking show for students and like, you know, having the backing of USG and I was kind of in charge of the communications thing. It was like something that I was working on for my job, like an initiative, it became kind of an initiative. Like I'm not any, like I wasn't really into the whole politics aspect of it, but like one of the things I noticed was that, you know, like, show Stony Brook students or kind of make them like the people that are leading the school because usually there's a negative view around them just generally because of yes yes and yeah that's that's very much correct and and it was like to showcase 
um, you know, that random math professor that you had that you didn't know much about and he was kind of strange, but like you saw him eat some hot wings and you may have seen his true colors on there. You know what I mean? Like that kind of thing. Um, and yeah, it was just like a really fun experience and I would like to bring on, you know, student leaders and also, um, you know, leaders of the faculty and administration and just kind of, um, you know, ask them, I would send questions first to like, when we did like president Stanley, excuse me, um, they wanted his questions first and some people wanted their questions first. But what I was saying before we got on here is from an interview perspective, um, I just enjoy, you know, shooting the shit with you guys, like nothing scripted or whatever. And so I kind of treated every interview like that. And I still, to this day do, I prepare, you know, a question, some questions along the lines. And, you know, if you're interviewing the president of the school, they got a PR team behind them and, you know, you have to listen to that. Certain things and you have to watch yeah, what's said and what, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, it wasn't live or anything, so it was edited and, and, um, yeah, we we did that, and I include always included questions that like they didn't know they weren't expecting because it's kind of the element of surprise, and I was always respectful with it, whatever. And and I just got uh you know I I, I kind of I'm not gonna say lucky I got lucky, but I'm like I got blessed like by people that I met and I networked with, and um the woman who who helped us just like use the studio and she's in charge of the studio. Her name's uh, Dini Zimmerman. Yeah. She goes by uh, Jan Diskin Zimmerman, Janice, I think her first name is, but everyone calls her Dini. And she used to work for like CNN and like she was on the first production team for there. And she runs the Stony Brook studio and worked on like the Emerald Green show on Food Network. Remember that guy he used to make all the food and stuff. Um, and and she was like from that background. So she was kind of like my mentor and like would help me, you know, uh, book this. She would let me book the studio and and. And me and my buddy Will just made the show. It was me and Will, and Will did most of the post-production editing, and he actually taught me so much about video editing. Um, he he edited most of the episodes, but he would just teach me while he did it, and I edited some episodes, you know, with him. And but he was more like the genius. Like he's the reason. Like I wouldn't have been able to make that show without him because he that kid is a is a fucking like photography genius. Gotta be like, humble. Yeah, but like it's just how it's just how it is, man. Like I, but if, you know, if you weren't on there, it's hard to get someone to go up there and be like calm and composed and be able to dictate where an interview goes. You know what I mean? Right, right. No, thank you for that. I appreciate it. Um, I just like any of my stuff, even loud music only stuff. Like, I just I really do have like an interest and passion for like interviewing people and getting to know them and um talking to them like this in this atmosphere but also like creating something that people like will enjoy maybe not immediately but over time if they could find it if a random like for hot takes like if a random stony brook student five ten years from now finds that and is like oh you know this kind of i don't know inspires me or just gets gets me interested in doing something creative like that's that's the name of the game for me it's just like uh i like this one quote uh aspire to it aspire to inspire and the universe will take note and i think that like creating something cool you know like you guys at this podcast like you guys um are educated in a certain space when it comes to entrepreneurship you know uh crypto uh, as well as um you know you guys talking about like the new like web three um you know um 
NFT Gen- market, like, like, stuff, yeah. and, and, and just like a variety of stuff. And like a big part of doing creative stuff is just like doing it um, yeah. rather than anything. So, I mean, that's how, as far as like college went, um, joining student government was like a great opportunity for me because it allowed me to like hone in on the skills I wanted to hone in on. And then like also work in the music industry, putting on for the concerts. Podcasting remotely can be challenging, but with Zencaster, the product that we use to record our episodes, it doesn't really have to be. Zencaster's all-in-one web-based solution makes the process pretty quick and painless, which is, you know, the way we really want it to be. If you've been listening to The Black Box for a while now, you know that we constantly talk about how we want to bring the best quality and the best content for our listeners, you guys. And with Zencaster, they provide crystal clear sound and gorgeous HD video for us as we record our episodes with our guests. Uh, Not to mention it's easy to use. That's why we really like it because instead of having to coach, you know, guests on how to set up a podcast if they haven't been on one before, we basically just say show up with a mic and a, a computer and you're good to go with Zencaster. Zencaster is all about making your podcast experience easy and and with everything from local recording to automatic post-production tools, if you want to use those, uh, you don't even have to leave your browser to get the entire episode done. If you go to zen.ai slash blackbox and enter our promo code blackbox, you'll get 30% off on your first three months of Zencaster Pro. That's zen.ai slash blackbox, B-L-A-C-K-B-O-X. It's time to share your story. I just wanted to touch on one thing, Ahmed, before you, if you have a comment. Uh it's you said something a few minutes ago where you were saying i think i got lucky well i don't want to say i got lucky i think i was in the right place right time that's a good point to talk about on our podcast just because we constantly say that like being an entrepreneur or trying to do your own thing whether that be trading or investing or doing all that stuff you're never going to be ready you just have to be able to be in the right place at the right time and have enough education or enough knowledge to at least get get you going mm-hmm. and then that's the whole process like this our podcast what 18 19 months ago now maybe 18 months ago if you look at the ep- the first episode versus now it's a whole lot different and that's right. the that's the pro- like the process of it like the journey yeah like i'm sure that shit was hard too yeah. but like you guys can look back on it like and say like okay like we're in, and this is the same goes for me like none of my stuff is perfect you know what I mean? Like as far as the, the production stuff that I make, none of it's perfect. But over time, if you do it consistently, don't give a fuck about what anyone else thinks. And you just use it as uh, almost an, an experiment of like building your portfolio for what you're interested in. You know what I mean? And, and doing it is, like I said before, is just like the hardest part about it. And like getting past all the outside stuff is the, the most important. So, yeah, you make a good point there um about that especially in like the creative space well yeah and looking back at the hot ones i feel like you know you didn't know what that was gonna amount to while you were starting it while you were doing it but now looking back you probably gained a lot of valuable information that you're applying to all the things you're doing going forward oh yeah i mean um i think the best uh for sure like the best um the best experience like any student or just young professional can have is obviously like like hands-on experience um, and just like going to do it. And I knew I wanted to get to a point where I could make a show, but it was so kind of, you know, it was intimidating to, it was intimidating to know that you're not good at all these things, but like it was exciting to learn from like someone who was smarter than me and, and my mentor, Dini and, and Will, like 
Will Delisi, he's that kid can make like a a back a, a fucking alley in New York City look beautiful. Like it's it, that's like how good he is. And it's and learning from someone like that and yeah, I just think that like you know no one ever really wants to be like the smartest guy in the room. And I feel like as far as being in the right place, right time, and being blessed, like. Like if you have that ambition as a student and young professional and you just like network and you treat everyone like how you want to be treated, like it sounds mad cliche, but if you, if you're just like nice to people and you're genuine and you're not fake, like then that speaks like volumes way more than your success metrics was. Exactly. Exactly. And it's like the relationships that you keep with people and that you, the impact, I guess like. I don't know, just the small little interactions with, with people that you meet randomly in college matter the most sometimes. And uh, yeah, I don't know, it, it was just a good opportunity as a whole, like in school, that I, I met the right people and, and I, you know, did the best I could with wanting to create something, you know. Awesome. Awesome. Um, all right. I guess, I guess we'll try and transition a bit. Um, AT to like what you're doing now, like on a day to day basis. Uh, like, is there something that is there something you work on every day, or is it does it kind of depend on the day? Like, can you tell us a bit about that? Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, it's it's kind of hard to now that I now that I'm talking about it to to someone, but um, as far as like loud music only goes, right? I don't have any like. I don't have any unrealistic expectations for the um, content that I put out. So when I started, right, like when you start anything creative, you're just like, hmm, I wonder if people will care, you know? But then you like start making it and you realize no one really gives a fuck. Like no one, you know, no one, no matter how good it is or whatever, or it, whether it's, 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 you know, you know, in the middle, good, whatever. Excuse me. Um, so I kind of just looked at it as, okay, I always want to work on this every day, um, no matter what kind of job I have. I want to always have this as a passion project and work on it and build it over time and just be consistent and, and, and try different things and experiment um, with different platforms almost to get the brand out there. So for when for loud music only sake, like I, I work every day. Um, you know, before I, I had this fellowship at Insider, I, d I was doing a lot of um, freelance production work, like voiceover work, some, um, you know, I was doing some, some interviews with like uh, clients from a marketing company and like they would pay me on a contract basis. And I still do a little bit of that kind of stuff while I work um, with Insider. Um, and, you know, hoping down the line, maybe I can get an actual full-time job there. But as far as like balancing the two is I, I try to just be production productive in something every day. Um, and when it comes to a lot of music only like to make an episode or to make episodes, um, you know, a lot of the episodes that you may see say on YouTube or whatever, um, I may have written like, um, you know, a year ago or a year and a half ago or whatever. Um, so, I mean, like it, it kind of just comes when, when I want to work on it, I guess, uh, if that's, if that makes sense. Um, and so I try to like backlog episodes. And one thing I learned in college is like, say I'll film, like 
I want to drop a new season in June. I'll, you know, be writing episodes and have some backlogged already film, but I'll like film like four or five of them. And then over time I'll work on them one by one so I can have them lined up, um, you know, to release. Um, and you know, the difficult thing about this is like, I don't really work on, I don't really work with anyone on this. Um, it's just kind of all me. Um, I recently worked with, um, um, a, a good kid from Stony Brook that you guys probably know or may know. I'd be surprised if he didn't. His name is Evan. Uh, Evan. Um, oh, he might Evan, come on the podcast too. Evan Gower. Evan Gower. Oh no, not Evan Gower. Uh, you thought I was gonna say Evan Eusen? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's oh, he's a great kid too. He's oh, a great him, kid. Yeah. He's super, super talented too. And I worked with him in USG actually. He's a super talented production guy. Um, but I was talking about Evan Gower. He's uh, just graduated this year, and he's he was helping me. Um couple months back kind of just get familiar with um just like different marketing strategies that i wanted to learn um as far as like platform to platform like instagram or tiktok or youtube um what algorithms look at on different platforms and uh he helped me make a website he's a really really talented web designer too and he made loudmusiconly.com which we launched back in april um and yeah, it was just kind of, he helped me culminate a lot of things that I've been working on um, by myself. And I, I really appreciated that. And, and I'm going to still uh, work on uh, some stuff with him um, as far as maybe possibly like, you know, incorporating some like e-commerce to the website and start selling merch. Because it's one thing too that I, I did in school was I made all like the merch designs for um, for the concerts and like, yeah, we were kind of limited because they were kind of cheap about it, like what we could do for a design. But like, I got that experience in school and I, I really like graphic design and just like creating cool art. Um, and so uh, I'm, I'm, I'm working on some like merchandise uh, designs, like some shirts and possibly stickers for loud music only. Um, but yeah, that's kind of, um, if you have, if you have any more, like more specific questions, it might be easier for me to like describe how I maybe make an episode or put out content and stuff. Like there's, there's a, um, a strategy to it. I try to plan as much as I can, but sometimes it's just comes from, Hey, I was listening to this album the other day and I just like fell in love with music all over again. And I want to talk about it. And, and sometimes it just comes from that kind of thing too. Well, yeah, I was, the thing you were talking about backlogging episodes, that's similar to what we do. You know, we'll set up like our next month or two of recordings, make all our interviews, schedule them on Google calendar, whatever. Then we'll do them. And maybe as I have time, like on the weekends, I'll edit an episode or two, but pretty much the process since we've started is trying to figure out like how to deliver our content in different forms, utilizing that one piece of material as much as possible. Like we put out a preview clip every week, a few days before just so people on social media can see it and say, Hey, this looks, this episode looks cool. I want to tune into this one before the full episode comes out. But I know there are there other things that you've tried or looked into? Like, cause I see you'll for one of your like segments, I guess, if you want to call it, you'll post a different, a few different types of posts on your social media. That's correct. Right. Like a reel uh, of, of Yeah. Yeah. Just about the past year I got into reels. Cause I realized that that's kind of where the, I don't know. The future of engagement is like that on TikTok and Instagram, that kind of scroll, scroll, scroll. So I wanted to get more familiar with that. And you, you guys make a good point. Cause it's like, it's difficult to like, you're making an episode and you're like, okay, 
it's June 12th today. I want to drop this episode by June 28th. Um, I what I do personally, and and it's not like it's not rocket science. It's kind of just uh, touch and go. Like you just get a feel for it. Yeah, and but a lot of it too is like observing, like how other brands promote interviews and just content in general, or like. For example, I work with one of my one of my close friends. He's he's an artist, and 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 I do some of his management on the side and make his cover art and help him pick what songs to drop. And his name's Ben Dino, and he's a really talented artist that I, that I'm working with, like a part of the brand, um, where we like kind of like promote him and and stuff like that. And uh, like yeah, just for, like for his stuff um, too. Like it kind of coincides with with. Um, loud music only content too as well and for his stuff what i help him with that's kind of the same way i promote episodes is like a few days in advance i observe you know some some artists that i i watch and know how they promote their stuff so like it'll be like okay like seven days before the song drops we drop the cover art and then like two days after that will um maybe you'll drop a freestyle on your social media and then maybe a, a snippet of the song and stuff like that so like it's like that for episodes too. And in your guys' case, you can obviously alter it in that manner. But um, at first, so um, to answer kind of more of your question too, um, Ahmed, uh, earlier you asked like like ways that I've had to like adjust and alter um, the way of promoting content. Um, at first, I was very like for episodes wise, like I wanted to put all the episodes on Instagram because I felt that that was the easiest or whatever. And then I realized, oh shit, Instagram, you know, all these labels that have these artists that are signed, they flag the content of when you're playing their music in an episode and they take your episode down. And then I was like, all right, well, I can't do this. So let's go to YouTube. And it's the same problem with YouTube, but there's ways around it. You just play less of the song and focus more about like the news side of the content. Um, But instead of like that too, as well, like, when promoting an episode, like I try to have something related to that episode leading up to it, maybe a week or four or five days in advance. So maybe it's as simple as like an episode I made. My last episode I made was about this really, really talented artist. Her name is Remy Wolf. And um, you guys, you guys listen to her. I don't know. Um, And also too, like if you guys want to talk about music that you're listening to or whatever, I'm I'm down and talk about that shit too. Um, So like, yeah, like for her, for example, I, I try to hit up artists, um, you know, on their Instagram live or DM or whatever to try and like see the episode or maybe like it or share it or whatever. And, and, and you have more luck with that with the up and coming artists. But like, as far as promotion goes, I guess it's just like, you know, maybe it's simple as like just a graphic of Remy Wolf. Oh, like uh, check out an episode like this Friday or whatever. But like uh, an important thing too is like no one on social media wants to see the same content over and over again if you think about it so if you got an episode coming out on a friday and every day that week leading up to that episode you have the same content oh we're doing an episode about remy wolf today oh we're doing an episode about remy wolf on friday like it becomes very mundane you look at it and you're like i don't fucking care like i don't you know what i mean so it's good to continuously like tease that episode overdo it though 
and you don't want to be repetitive in the same way exactly and that's one of the things i had to learn but also too like within the repetitiveness of promoting the same episode within the week of it coming out before and after fit in other different types of content not having to do with that episode so that people don't feel like it's all you're posting about so that's those are just like a few things um that i guess i've learned um and i you know i'm big on learning as you go and um I don't, I don't get all these views or whatever, but, um, yeah, no, that's pretty much what it is. But yeah, that's, um, kind of a long winded explanation, but that's kind of some of the stuff, uh, I think about, I guess when, when I make it's incremental improvement, just like you figured out at some point along the way, you started by saying, all right, I need to start promoting this earlier than just dropping the episode. And then from there you were like, all right, dropping the episode every single day or teasing the episode every single day actually wasn't good because people weren't fucking with that. And then you're, you kind of just found that balance. We've done the same thing, but it's also like just trying to, you know, add all those tiny little touches, like making sure we're getting connected with the right people. We started trying to do merch as well, did some stickers, you know, running a couple ads on Instagram just to see if that allows us to reach more people, all that kind of stuff. So it's an experience, but it's also fun. You just have to be committed to like wanting to be here for the journey. You can't expect anything to come right away because it, it never does. Like it rarely does for people, but we always, yep. for some reason, put a magnifying glass on those, that very small percentage. Yes. And that's a very good point. And uh, yeah, like I, I'm big on, on just like being transparent, like nothing's perfect like, you know, like, and I, and I think, uh, I think social media obviously kind of like makes us think that we have to be and everything's all good all the time. And, oh, I've, you know, you know, and, and it's like, yeah, we, you do that to prom, like we, what we do, right. Like we put out like content and entertainment stuff and, and like we try to consistently promote ourselves, but it's more or less like I look at it as, you know, you're like sharing your art and you're putting it out there because that's who you are. No one could, no one could make fun of you or question what you do if that's what you do, you know, and, and, and that's who you are and you created that. You know what I mean? Like, I like there's a level the of respect. Back in the day when we were younger, you might have let that stuff get to you more. Yes, yes. If that happens now, we are, you've, we've already learned the lessons that are like, all right, that's something you're dealing with personally. You don't really feel no type of way about me. That's just something you got going on. Yeah, exactly. It's usually, it's usually like someone like uh, – like, I just feel like in general, um, if someone's like teasing you about something, it's probably them projecting some kind of either like insecurity or whatever, whatever it is. Right. You nailed that one. Yeah. That video was like, like, why is it not cool to try? I forget. It was some like hip hop person. I don't know. Maybe you saw the video. I think it was, it was like ASAP Rocky or something. ASAP Rocky was like, why the fuck isn't it cool to try anymore? Like no one wants to try. Yeah, it's a big thing. I rem I remember when I was when I was younger, like so I I was raised by by immigrant parents who like kind of like drilled into me that you have to you have to put in all of your effort into everything you do, which I'm so thankful for, and I to this day like I still try to do this, but I remember like I was like kind of like the nerdy quiet kid and i was like the try hard and like all the popular kids like they just didn't give a fuck about anything and they were always just like lay like like laid back not like not not caring about anything and i was like why are they considered like the cool kids like i never actually understood it i i don't know I, do you guys still think that's the case though 
I mean, in reality, we all just got to fucking support each other. Like, we all have a passion. We should all just try every day to work on it a little bit and yeah. then support the person next to you. Like, there's no reason to make people feel bad for trying, succeeding, failing, whatever, the, you know, whichever outcome it is. Yeah, those are those are great points. Like, it's free. It's free to show love, like, in anything. Like, And it, there's a difference between, like, if you genuinely don't like some something that someone's, like, making, creating. You don't other, have to, yeah. But then don't, you, you don't have to go hate on them either. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. Because it takes a lot of balls to do anything that's outside the status quo. And, like, I, I can relate to that, um, Ahmed, like – in high school when I was younger, right? Like I say when I was younger, maybe I was like, maybe a little more like controlled by fear um, of maybe what people thought or just like my own personal fears of, you know, my ambitions and what I want to accomplish or whatever. And, you know, there's a little things and I'm sure you guys have experienced these as well. Little things that happen in your life um, gradually that kind of define you almost, or just like, you know, make you kind of who you are and they may be uh you know kind of glamorous moments but they may be also like uh you know points at like your lowest points yeah. um and when i was younger like my sister this is kind of an example that i have for that one like my sister sang she was very talented in music and she still is and um our love for music and interest in music kind of comes from our father and my dad um Grew up working blue collar, you know, landscaping job is him and his his uh, father owned a landscaping business for like, I think it went on for like 65 years. And, you know, he worked in it all of his life and he went to music school at Berkeley and wanted to try and do the music thing. And then, you know, he was very passionate about it and he's still very knowledgeable about it. And, you know, shit happens and he, he you know, met my mother and started a family and you know life happens you can't do everything you you dream of or whatever so our kind of interest in that came from our father like he was always playing the piano saturday morning and stuff like that and my sister sang and like i i sang a little bit too like joking around kind of theatrically but like it took for my sister when i was in eighth grade to be like hey i'm trying out for the school musical like do you guys do you want to i think you should do it i think you should try out and at the time, I played basketball and football and baseball. and That's not going to go. You know, like, unless you're fucking Troy Bolton, what are you doing with that? You know what I mean? And, and I didn't want to be that kid. Like, I don't know. It's hard but, when you're younger, too, because you're trying to fit in still. Mm-hmm. And, but then, like, I realized, like, kind of at a young age, um, I felt like I did do things to fit in. I think everyone, every young person does. Yeah. But I realized that if you would – I always kind of have this mentality. If – I regret if I would regret not trying something, I usually try it. And I like don't take don't take this literally when it comes to alcohol or drugs or anything, but like when it comes to like and all that fun fun be stuff. Be safe, kids. Yeah, be safe. I'm, this is uh yeah, I'm, I'm not promoting any of that. But like as far as like an opportunity or something like a creative risk, almost like um you know if you would regret not doing it or not trying it like go try it especially if you're a young person and so my sister made me try out for the school musical and my my voice didn't drop yet my balls didn't drop yet you know like i i was singing i I went in there and i read some lines and i sang and they liked it and i was like oh this is cool like 
I'm like eighth grade, like looking at like there's like girls staring at me. I'm like, hmm, there might be benefits to this. <laughs> um, so it was, you know, I don't know, those kind of things just like pop up in your life. And so my sister got me to do the school musical in I was in eighth grade and she was in tenth grade. And um I ended up falling in love with it. Like just like love being on stage and I liked more of the acting part of it and um it was just really fun getting to be someone totally different than who you actually are and just kind of like running with a character. And, um, I could, I could sing, I could still kind of sing a little bit, but I don't really do it. Um, I, I, I find it more or less like, you know, when, when you're in the shower, you sing and stuff like that, or, you know, yeah, if I'm, I'm going to... <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, it, it's, it's difficult. I'm no like really good singer. I used to be, you know, a little better, but, um, it comes in handy. Like when I, if I go to the, the studio with my boy that, that makes music, like I I feel like sometimes I, I know maybe what people want to hear or how to do something like singing wise from on stage experience and learning a lot of those techniques from my dad. So like I share that with him and like, I don't like get on the mic or try and make music like or anything, but like, it's just like being around it has always been a thing for me. And I would have never known that um, if I never tried doing the musical in high school. And um yeah, like I, I ended up doing it eighth grade all the way up until graduating and had a few of the leads and, and it was it was really fun. And, and I wouldn't I would never be able to be on camera um, if I if I didn't do that, because, you know, if you don't know your lines, you don't know the lyrics and you're singing a duet with some girl that's got a beautiful voice and like 400 people are staring at you like, you know, it's either it's fight or fight or flight mode. Like you don't want to look like an, like an idiot. And I never wanted to look like an idiot. And, um, I don't know, that was, that was a very like defining experience though, that experience going on stage, like it made me more confident. And that was something that I would never have tried because as a young, as a, as a young man, like, that's not really like, you know, a thing that a lot of young, young boys try, but I was, I was happy that I, I had two, I have two loving sisters and two loving parents and a, and a young, two, and a, a younger loving brother, I'll, I'll call him. I, he's like my best friend. Um, and, and having those people in your life, like kind of, you know, build you up and check you when you're tripping out, like that's important. And, and that's just kind of a longer version of a example I had for you, Ahmed, of like, you know, I, I got made fun of a little bit from kids that I thought were my friends. And then I kind of just like was always the bigger person. And then I would always say like, oh, like, well, why don't you come watch it? Why don't you come to the musical? Why don't you watch it? And they would come and they're like, oh shit, he's good at this. And like, that was where that kind of came from. I always felt like, um, I always felt like I, I, you know, I think anyone can associate like being like an underdog and like wanting to like, you have this chip on your shoulder and shit like that. Definitely. And so they can't say shit about you if you're good at something and, and you put forth effort. So I think, yeah, in some senses it is, um, the idea of being a tryhard is still a thing, but like you guys, like you said before, like it just comes from people just projecting their insecurities and off on other people. And, and um, if you could just kind of like ignore all that noise, then, then you're, you're, you're better off than a lot of people I know. Yeah. Like halfway there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I just wanted to reiterate one more time that this episode was made with Zencaster and check out our coupon code below if you're interested to utilize their tools. I guess I guess to like wrap up that note, I remember 
I, I don't remember where I heard this from, but I remember hearing at some point it's like like the the person who's like kind of laid back and chill all the time and whatever they might get like like they might get the girl now or whoever like they might be the more attractive person right now, but like down the line like if like if you're trying hard and you're doing the best you can for yourself and like your future family or future whatever situation that you're in, you're going to be the one that's like, it's like, you're going to be the one that's on top. Right. So it's like, don't, don't try, like, don't not try just because you think it'll make you cooler. Right. Um, which I pretty sure I said that in like probably the most inefficient way possible. But no, no, that was good. I, I was, I was, uh, I, I knew what you were talking about there. And like, that's like super important. Like too, like when you're talking about like, like your purpose, like, like you guys ever think about like, Oh, like, why do I do this? Why am I making a black box podcast? Why am I working on loud music only? Like this is kind of thankless sometimes. And like, you kind of look at your purpose of like why you go so hard in certain things. And I think a lot of it too is like how you were brought up and what environment you were brought up. So um, something for me, like, you know, I, 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 you know, like I mentioned before, like I grew up in like a, a loving household and I was lucky enough to have a big family and stuff, but like every family has their shit. And like, I didn't grow up with a lot, you know? And like that showed me the value of a dollar and, and the value of hard work. And, and, um, you know, I, I run into a lot of people who may have not struggled um, and stuff and may have not had their back to the wall. And I'm not saying that those people can't like pick that up as their life progresses. But I think a telltale sign of like how hard someone works is if you get to know kind of, you know, their, their backstory or like what gets them going, like what's their purpose. And like as a creative or just a young professional in any field, having that purpose, like to kind of drive you, like mine's someday I want to take care of my family. And like, yeah, I would love to get recognized for the stuff that I do professionally, whether it's like, you know, creating a show that people fuck with or whatever, or like creating, you know, really, really uh, cool content that people like. Like, yeah, that, that'd be a great goal and stuff. But like, can I get paid for it and take care of my family? That's a fucking goal, man. And like, I think that's like stuff that you guys probably think about, too, as, as far as what you guys work on as well. It, I've brought this up in the podcast before, but like you're talking about, you need to know what your purpose is. And usually when it's centered around just like, you know, monetary or material thing, that doesn't take you very far because, you know, you can lose that vision really easily. But when you have that emotional like connection to it, whether it be taking care of your family or being able to, whether it's just being able to do your passion every day and possibly make money off it the passion and that real reason is what carries you when you don't have motivation. Like on the days that you don't have anything, that's what takes you to at least the increment uh, incrementally better for that. Mm -hmm. day. Some days the incrementally better means, you know, getting a shit ton done, making a bunch of progress, making new connections and taking a bunch of steps forward. But some days that's just, just posting the episode you need to post or just getting those, sending that one email out you need to send. So and that's a good point too, because it's not always easy to stay consi that consistent mood, um, as far as motivation goes to work on something. Um, and I find that collaborating with people, I love collaborating with people, and that's something that 
you know, I took the time I wanted to take to know how to do everything as far as production wise for loud music only. And now I'm, I'm gearing towards like, okay, like the puzzle pieces of people that I know that can help me out and are passionate about creation too. Like I'm just starting to work on. Um, and I think having those people kind of support you creatively in a sense, um, you know, says a lot, you know, even if it's something like you guys hitting me up and saying, Oh, we like, I like the stuff that you guys work on. Like that's showing love. Like that goes a long way. Cause to be honest, like, like, to be honest, like, you know, um, no matter like what people struggle with, like I got bad days, like I struggle with anxiety and depression and it goes in and out and stuff. And like, you know, some days are better than others, vice versa, but it's all, it's kind of like, you know, some of these, these, this stuff that we work on that's creative in our passion projects kind of keep us alive. Um, and in, in the sense of like, keep us looking forward to something or sometimes keep us occupied with like the own, like our, our, the thoughts that we have in our head or that maybe the stuff that we're struggling with personally, or maybe stuff's going on at home. Like we always have like this, this creative outlet. And I think that's very important to like go back to in those times of like, almost distress, you know? Yeah, of course. Um, I guess I have, I have one more question for you before we wrap up AT. Um, I know you mentioned that you, you're doing a fellowship right now and you're kind of, you're also doing your own thing. Um, Is there like, is there like a specific Avenue that you would prefer? Like, would you prefer to like develop your career at like, a big company or become like a movie or a TV show director one day, or are you, or is your ultimate goal kind of to do, to really embrace that entrepreneurial spirit and uh, like make, make your own thing possible? I think it's, it'll always be kind of a little bit of both for me. Um, And, you know, none of us really know where we're going to end up, but as far as goals and like where I want to be, um, like, you know, I I would love to, you know, earn a, a a full-time, uh, spot as a, as a producer, um, like with Insider, for example. Um, but you know, like that might have to put on hold because of the time in which I have my fellowship, you know, like companies don't always hire cause they don't have a budget, the budget for like certain, you know, departments or whatever. And like, I understand it. That's the business. And like, I would love for a company to take a risk, um, on me and like, I can like show them what I can do. Um, as far as, as working for a company like insider, like, you know, like complex, I love the complexes and the geniuses and, and, um, you know, variety and rolling stone and, and, I think I, I have, I, I know I have something to, to offer those, those companies and stuff. And, and I think this fellowship has taught me that, um, like no matter like how much effort you put into something and no matter like what you create during that time, like there's not always like shit's not fair. Like there's not always going to be like, what you think your outcome supposed to be. And I think, yes, exactly. And like, I think that's a a big part of it. Um, Like, for example, one of the things I've learned in in this, uh, this fellowship, um, and it's been a great opportunity, like the company's really cool. And um, 
my my good friend uh, uh, Kiki Sidiris, who I worked with very closely in in school. Um, on a on, yeah, on, on most things I I worked with, especially concerts. Like you know, she helped me a lot, and it was great work. She's great to work with. So she works there as a producer, and so she she uh, you know told me about the openings and and, and stuff like that. Um, so it's been great so far and, and they've allowed me to actually, um, write, host and produce a new format for a show. It's like podcast style, um, for Snapchat and YouTube and it's called Gearheads Dozen. And it's like a show about, well, it's, I work, I've been working with Cars Insider. Um, and I'm not the biggest car guy, but it's, it's allowed me to kind of like force me a little bit to think out the side the box. And, um, it's been something different to cover. And so, we created this show to test this new format with the insider development team um, to uh, yeah, it was just like a, it's just kind of like a, it's a top 10 style show. Like, so like we've done like top 10 most expensive cars ever made or, and we just, I'm producing one right now, like the most bizarre cars that actually exist. And, you know, I, I get on and I host with, with a, a team member of mine who's full time on the cars team. And he speaks from the car lovers perspective and we go back and forth and <clears throat> it's been great um, to like learn how they create a show and, and, you know, it feels good to, to have that opportunity, but, you know, um, in a fellowship role, there's always that guarantee. There's no guarantee that even if you do something like that, it'll, it'll earn your spot. So like anyone in kind of that position, I would say like, just to like, you know, obviously try the best that you could possibly can. Um, but don't like expect things. Cause like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm always like applying to different uh, jobs and stuff. And to kind of answer your question more, uh, Ahmed, like, like I'm interested in a lot of things and I would love to one day build uh, a lot of music only to an established music news brand where I can make money and do what I'm doing now. But along the way there, um, you know, I would love to work as, you know, a host and producer of a show and, possibly um work for those big media companies um if i gotta be the guy behind the scenes i gotta be the big guy behind the scenes um that kind of thing so i think if it, as long as it's in the creative production space and i have an opportunity to maybe be on camera or to just you know produce um and do a little storytelling um that's you know a goal of mine um especially but you know it's it's obviously easier said than done and it's always going to be a grind because in a creative profession there's not a blueprint like you don't go to med school and you know you don't have like everything kind of lined out for you even though that shit's way harder than what i do but um there's not a blueprint to it and um so yeah like i'm i'm just always open to new opportunities and um yeah after this fellowship i'll be i'll be looking for another new opportunity and I still do, you know, uh, more uh, freelance production stuff on on the side until I can, you know, earn another opportunity. But yeah, that's kind of a goal of mine because we all need to make money and take care of ourselves. And um, yeah, just overall, that's that's kind of what I what I think about the whole, you know, being a young professional. It's 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 difficult, and so as long as you can stay positive and and put together, culminate all of the stuff that you've created for your portfolio and promote yourself to different jobs and get interview experience. Like we all have a lot of time and like, I think all of us maybe like, sometimes I feel like I'm in a rush. Oh, like, well, I'm a piece of shit. Cause I don't have this good opportunity. Yeah. that This person does comparing yourself. Doesn't do anything. 
Um, you know, it just only, it only kind of creates you creates a dark hole for yourself. Um, I do that so, to myself a lot. I, I have to admit that, but, and that's, it's a big thing to be aware of. Yeah. You just have to constantly try to check yourself, but also I, I feel like, you know, the way that you seem very confident in your skill set, And I feel like that's also because of the experiences and the passion projects you've been able to build on, uh, that probably helps when you're like navigating through this process and in, you know, being real with yourself and checking yourself, because if you know your abilities and you're confident, you don't, I mean, it's not, not saying a hundred percent, you won't feel these things, but it kind of helps with deterring that like irrational fear of yes. not there yet. Like, why am I not there yet? I'm working so hard. It's been like two years already. Also, people say it takes five years to build an overnight success. So <laughs> that's like, that's a good point. No, cause it like, those thoughts like in that fear like it's technically not real it's all the stuff we're creating in our own head but like it's you know we we tend to compare our, our situations to other people's situations and i think when you know just to kind of build off of like what you said about like me kind of seeing that i i wanted to get better on a lot of skills and and i i seem confident in those skills it came from looking myself in the excuse me, look at myself in the mirror and realizing like, okay, I can do this, this, and this, but in order to get this job, I have to know this. And so loud music only was just more like a less for me, like a time to like get more confident in my video editing skills and using a green screen and filming myself and, you know, honing in my skills on camera and maybe, you know, loosening up on camera because it's harder when it's just you and, and, and the camera. Um, and, you know, I, I film all these episodes in my garage like it's nothing it's yeah. it's nothing fancy but like all this time and and continuously I'll, I'll continue to get better on these things but like it's good to have something that challenges you that you would want to get better at and even though like for a while i fig i thought i had a lot of self-doubt about it like i looked at it as like okay if i'm learning how to record and edit zoom interviews or, um, you know, make an episode from scratch that those skills and that experience will translate to a new professional opportunity that you had. And I've seen that in, in opportunities that I've had, um, professionally since outside of college. Um, so yeah, it, it all kind of like happens for a reason in a sense. And if, if in your gut you feel like, okay, I would regret not doing this, or I would regret not getting better at this, then just do it. And that's, that's what I could really, uh, you know, honestly say that's helped me. Um, it, it's not going to be easy, at, you know, at all by any means to accomplish all of our dreams. But, you know, over time, I think uh, uh, T.I. said this. This is going to be random. I don't know if he originated this, but he said uh, success is when preparation meets opportunity. And, like, you got to be prepared and you got to be prepared for that opportunity. And you can you could change your life with an opportunity. And it's just, you know, it, it's, it's a, a big thing when it comes to being a young professional of course i mean all right uh do you want to do you want to drop your socials here just so uh, that, yeah 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 just so that our audience could find you find and check out what you do and uh yeah let me just like go on my phone real quick to make sure i get the socials right um <clears throat> okay um so i'll just say uh you guys can check out my loud music only page on Instagram at loud underscore music underscore only. And then um, on TikTok at loud music only. 
And also check out loudmusiconly.com for, um, you know, all of our uh, blogs that we write. So I, I cover a lot of up and coming artists that you could read about um, that we do episodes on, as well as all of our episodes linked to our YouTube, which our YouTube channel is Loud Music Only. So you can go there and check out our episodes to uh, subscribe. Um, and yeah, like if you could check out TikTok too, I've been uh, getting into making some, some TikToks and, you know, learning about that algorithm and how it engages and everything. So um, those are all our platforms on Twitter too. I think it's Loud Music Only One. And then, uh, you know, my own personal is uh, ATBianco underscore three um, on Instagram. So yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, no, I think it was good. We kind of wrapped up the conversation full circle and ended it on a, a general note that people could apply to like whatever they're doing, not just music. Of course. Thank you for uh, having me on. Um, before, I guess, uh, I don't know. Before, we, yeah, before before we do our little send off or whatever, like too, like I just kind of want to get to know maybe you guys a little more too, like just kind of go through quickly, like what you guys want to do and tell me more about you, I guess your podcast and stuff like that and your, your professional journeys too as well. I imagine you go first. All right. Um, well, so the, I'm at like a pretty big, uh, I would say turning point or like a new step in my life. So I, uh, I did, uh, chemical engineering in at Stony Brook and I finished. God bless you. <laughs> <laughs> and I, uh, I finished my MBA this past month. Um, and I actually just moved to San Francisco this week. Um, oh shit congrats man thank you and i'm starting a new job tomorrow at google so a huge change for me but holy fuck man congratulations uh that's big man that try hard shit goes a long way doesn't it man that google paycheck boy (laughs) dude uh so my uh uh if i can uh once you start like working there one of uh one of the kids in my fraternity actually uh, works as like a software engineer at Google. Um, so if there's any way I could connect you to, let me know. Um, we'll, we'll connect with that. And dude, congratulations. It's big, man. It's a big jump. Thank you so much. Yeah, no, I, especially if he, if he lives in like the San Francisco Bay area, I could use, could use all the relationships, friendships that I could get. So I'll definitely hit you up about that. Awesome. Awesome. What do you, what do you, what's your uh, position there? So I'm going to be a partner experience specialist. So, um, like they're going to like all the companies or website owners, whether they're small organizations or large organizations, um, if they have any type of Google ad on their website, um, I would be working or I would be one of the people working with them to make sure that they're like ad experience is, is lucrative for them. It's as efficient as possible. It's working the way it's intended to and stuff like that. So I have very minimal experience with this kind of stuff. Um, I guess like the transferable skills that I had from like my more traditional chemical engineering job was like just project management skills, communication, all like all of that. Um, so I'm, I don't know, I'm really excited. Uh, by the time this drops, I will have somewhat of a better clue of what my job is going to be. But That's yeah. awesome, man. Congratulations. And, and, you know, good luck on this on this journey. Keep an open mind, man. And uh, it's all right to be a little nervous, too, because nerves are good. Thank you. Thank you, bro. 
It usually means you're kind of you're doing the right thing. Yeah, in uncomfortable situations. John, how about you? What's going on in your life? Yeah, so I graduated with my uh, bachelor's in engineering for computer engineering. And okay. I did uh, while I was working full time at a company near Stony Brook. It was an aerospace company. Uh, I was doing my master's in computer engineering as well. So I just finished that up. We both graduated in May. Yeah. Uh, recently, though, in the beginning of this year, around end of January, I left my previous employer and I'm now at a startup. They do alcohol cool. e-commerce. So it's cool. I've, I've always wanted nice, to Nice, nice. Well, small, smaller group. You know, the engineering team's small. I get to work with everyone every day. Uh, I'm a technical support engineer. So I'm not directly developing code, but, you know, I'm, I'm working with code, reading code, troubleshooting things, working with our interfaces. Like, uh, with like it's like an engineering position, but without the writing of the code. Test okay. supporting the team. Uh. Yeah, and I also work with some other departments, just like making sure our brands are configured. That's nice, properly. man. So, what do you like the new experience, or is oh, it yeah. you like it a lot better than the other opportunity? Yeah, yeah, I would like to uh, move to doing some. I don't like doing full development. I feel like personally, the way that I am, I don't want to just sit and write code the whole day. Right, I right. Like the opportunity because I do write code in my free time. Uh, I would like to do that and. Con- that's probably the only thing I'd see my career moving forward a little bit more in. I'm really focused on uh, like my own kind of stuff though. Apart from the podcast, I am really into trading. So I've been doing that for like two and a half years now. And in the past few months, I've finally seen things like start to come together and still a long ways from where I want to be. But uh, you know, do you know Solden? Yeah, man. So he's the one that got me into that. He got that a kid. That kid is gifted. He, he not my, I, I don't want to even call him a kid. He's a, he's a man. He's such a good such a good person. I, I got to know him really well in 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 school. Haven't spoke to him in a while, um, but he he is so smart and sharp. And and I remember talking to him about about his his trading and stuff. So so he's like helped you a little bit, or just you know kind of introduced you a little bit to it. Well, he introduced me, kind of opened my eyes to like the idea of that financial freedom is attainable for people. And then he's, you know, he's on an extreme end and he does a lot of things that people can't do or don't really even have the balls to do or put themselves in a position to do. So he does uh, have, he does have that. He, he likes to take risks and he's fearless. damn, he's yeah. damn good at it. Exactly. He has a good poise about him too. Like I feel like with trading and I'm sure you know too, like he's very like cool, calm and collected under pressure. and just a very, very smart man. So I, I'm glad you know him because yeah. he's, he's a great dude. Great. He came dude. on the podcast actually. Oh, really? Okay. I'll, I'll try to send you the link for it, but yeah, yeah. Came on. I've been using him as a mentor of sorts, you know, since we've had those conversations every few months, we reach out and reconnect. When I was living in Stony Brook this past year, he would pull up a couple of times when he would visit family. Okay. Yeah, no, but I also love his like view on the world as, in general. He oh, you could talk a lot to, of things you that could talk don't to. even haven't even really fathomed or like given the idea of yet. So I love where he comes from. Yeah, you could talk about like I I remember having like discussions about like religion and like just like everything. And and he's a that's a one cool thing about uh, Stony Brook too is just all the people that like yeah. we know and we've met that like we still have like these like you know. You catch up where you leave off with some people because it's hard keeping up with everyone that you know. Oh, yeah. But like, you know, those ones that like always you keep up where you leave off are the important ones. And, you know, yeah, Saul, Saul's a great dude. I'm glad you know him. So, yeah, pretty much since then, I've just been getting more and more devoted 
as time's gone on. I, I know like a lot of people tried trading and investing during the pandemic and, you know, most of them have given it up by now or lost the, the money that they made. And then they were like, all right, I ain't trying to do this shit anymore. Right. But right. it's, it's not really all about like the trading is my passion and that's what I am trying to make my, you know, source of income to then fund investments. Like that would be my active income but I'm really into the idea of real estate and philanthropy and investing in startups that would actually like use technology to change the world for the better. Like that's what I really want to do at the end of the day. But in order to do that, you got to have a good amount of passive income and a solid lump sum of, you know, assets. Right. Right. No, that's a, that's a very unique and that's a great goal uh, too as well. And I'm, I'm, I'm glad both of you like have that, have these like long-term goals in mind and, and for you specifically, uh, John, like, um, I could definitely see you like investing in, in different like startups and stuff. I feel like you have a v- very um, like welcoming personality and like understanding of like different like creatives almost like um, I think that's very like a, a unique like characteristic and trait to have because like um, you're almost, you know, if you get to that when, when you get to that point of like, you know, investing, say in startups or whatever, like you have to almost be like a, like an A and R in, in a sense, like of like, you know, finding like the brands that you like or, you know, the people to invest in and learning about them and, and like taking that risk. I think you'd be very good at that. So um yeah, no, congratulations I, to both of you. You guys, you guys I'm glad you do too. And you know uh, better than I do. So so uh yeah man, I, I'm excited to to hear uh more about that too as well, John. Thank you. No, I really appreciate that. And also good luck to you with everything. I'm really glad we got to connect for this. And I'm glad I found your page too. It just popped up on my uh, Discover at some point, or maybe someone else shared it from Stony Brook. But I saw it, and I saw you. Uh, I don't think at that point you were, but then when you started pushing the Remy Wolf stuff, I was like, oh shit, this is dope. Because a year ago, I visited my friend out in Cali, and before anyone really in New York was listening to her, that we grew up together, and he was playing Remy Wolf, like you know the main ones, uh, Photo ID. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sexy villain, quiet on set. There's some. She's dope, man. She's super then, talented. I brought those back to New York. I've been bumping them ever since. And I saw you drop that, and now she's getting bigger. She's kind of blowing up. And yeah. Cool. So I was like, all right, this is awesome. I want to. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad it just kind of you guys just kind of like found it randomly. I uh, appreciate it. It's kind of cool the power of social media. Well, that's Looks like a, you've figured out the algorithm at least a bit. I, I mean, <laughs> shit, man, with 600 followers on Instagram, I don't think so. But uh, I'm always looking to learn about it. And another thing, too, like even if you don't have all those followers, like cons- being consistent goes a long way in the sense of like maybe a random person that you know would see it like you guys have. And, and you know, I'm, I'm glad you guys looked into it because even just clicking on the page and watching an episode or two means a lot. So thank you. Yeah. And we've been able to just from, you know, being consistent with reaching out to people that I know and maybe on Twitter, like in the financial space or in the crypto space, just reaching out to people consistently saying, hey, you know, I love what you're doing for the space. I'd love to have you on the podcast. You'd be surprised how many people with five figure plus followers that we've gotten on just from that. And that helps us a little bit every time. You know, it's not changing things crazy, but it moves the needle. Yeah, it's a it's a gradual process, too. Uh, yeah. Was there any other questions you wanted to know about us or else we could wrap it? Um, I, I think you guys, I feel like I've, I've gotten to know you guys pretty well. I, I, I want to hang out with you guys sometime. Yeah. I live in Port Jeff. Um, oh, really? yeah. Where do you, where do you live? 
Well, now I live um, the Putnam County, so right above Westchester. Westchester. Okay, cool. Yeah, I'm from originally. I'm from Utica, New York, upstate New York. Oh, I remember um, you saying that. Yeah, yeah. So um, I go up there maybe you know once every month or once every two months or whatever. But yeah, I, I live in Port Jeff and. And so if you guys are ever around Stony Brook area, let me know. I'd love to connect. And, uh, yeah, I, you can have my cell number too. Um, if you guys want to, um, like, yeah. I don't know, DM me your numbers. I'll add your numbers too as well if I don't already have them. Um, yeah, we'll and, connect on yeah, we'll I would uh, love to. And, and yeah, guys, thank you so much for having me and, and having an interest in, in what I do. And, and thank you for, you know, allowing me to get to know you guys and, and, be on be on your podcast i appreciate it of course of course man We're, it was it was a pleasure talking to you and um yeah i mean i hope i hope that uh every like what everything that you were saying earlier with um being able to like support your family and all that i hope that comes sooner than you were planning for thank you man i that, that means a lot i appreciate i appreciate that and uh don't change, guys. You guys are two genuine dudes. So uh, keep doing what you're doing. And thank you, man. I, I appreciate that. And, uh, you know, that means a lot from both of you saying that. And, uh, yeah, let me know when this thing drops. I'll tune in and I'll, I'll – well, let me know, like, kind of ahead of time. I'll promote it on my page a little bit and, and we can, you know, do, do it that way too as well. So, yeah, dude, keep keep doing your thing. And, and yeah, just hit me up. If you ever you guys ever want to talk or chill or whatever, just – yeah, let me know. Uh, um, I was always down to record again if there's another topic you're passionate about or you felt like you couldn't get everything in in this one. Yeah. We're always down to do doubles. Cool. But, yeah. No, I just I, – I'm really into these days, you know, just supporting everyone that we know from Stony Brook or people that I knew from my childhood that are doing good things. It's just that we got to do that for each other. Like, we're 100%. All, we're create something and make the world a little bit better. Whether it really takes off or not, that's a different story, but – Hundred percent. No, persistence is, is the key in, in showing love along the way and in, in being a genuine person is the name of the game. And you guys are doing that. So, you know, I once again I appreciate it. Thank you. Uh yeah, so you guys know where to reach us. Black Box Podcast, No Way in the Black on Instagram and Twitter, Black Box Podcast with an A in the Black on TikTok. Uh you can hit us up in uh the mailbox at blackboxsubmission at gmail dot com if you have anything any uh critiques or advice you want to give us there. Thank you once again, AT. Uh, Thank you guys for tuning in, and we'll see you next time. Awesome.